What is up, fellow Benchwarmers? Welcome to another episode of Courtside. Oh, it's not Courtside. It's Fantasy Benchwarmers. Week 18 uh, schedule. Uh, look at the Week 18 schedule. But before that, my name is JJT with Kovish Eric. Uh, we are getting confused with Courtside. But yeah, we are back with another episode. Today, we'll talk about Week 18 schedule. Um... But first things first, Zion out another few more weeks. I don't know. Yeah, a few more weeks after the All-Star game. So the All-Star game would be first half of week 18. So a few more weeks after that would be week 18, part 2, week 19, week 20, maybe, something like that. So if your playoffs is in week 19, he's done. done. You're done. Um, if your playoffs is week 20, there's still no assurance because few weeks could mean until week 20, few weeks could also mean until week 21, few weeks could also mean until week 22. Uh, I think, you know, with Zion, there's really not much uh, certainty as to how this would play out, right? I mean, this, there's no certainty on how um, he would recover, like, we thought it was getting close, but apparently there was some a setback. Uh, he re injured the hamstring. He re injured his hamstring, so I guess hamstrings are tricky. That's why I'm saying that if they're saying it's a couple more weeks after the All Star game, there's a really big possibility he might be back last few weeks of the season. Maybe like what Chris Paul did last year, maybe last. Seven, eight games of the season, and by that time, really, the playoffs, the fantasy season is over. So, I'm okay dropping him, but uh, it's only only if you're like uh, really in a pinch, like so many injuries, you have to choose. Then you can choose him to drop. But if I you don't if have you're, much, you stash him. And if you have, um, if your playoff starts week nineteen, I think that's it should be safe to say that. You know, dropping him would uh, somewhat be logical at this point. Yeah. Because uh, you're probably going to miss him week 19 and then week 20. I don't think he's yeah. going to come back week 20. And then you probably, uh, by that time, you might be out of it already. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still allowed to trade in your leagues. But for sure, there'll be someone who's going to take a risk with Zion. Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. But... Uh... Don't I guess try still try, but don't expect a lot of value. Maybe for me, his value is maybe a little higher than Ben Simmons, a little bit. Um, I've got I've gotten question about Ben, and I think Ben Simmons is an easy drop right now. So Zion, Ben Simmons, these guys. Uh, it's better to go for for lesser names. I think lesser names were contributing because of the trade deadline, because of the new changes. No, instead of holding on to players who are famous or popular, but just name value, name value. Yeah, it has name value. Uh, so yeah, Zion injury. Uh, I don't think I'm not sure if you're surprised, but uh, we kind of like expected this when we drafted Zion. The injury history is just not good. Uh, probably something to watch out for, even for the next season. Um, if you drafted him this year thinking that he would be different, well, that's me. 
It's not. <laughs> I drafted him in the invitation also in the third round, which at the time was really high already. That was my biggest mistake. I'm the last place in our invitation also. And this Paul George Zion combination was really, really a terrible mistake. You know, I wanted to experiment. I guess I should not do that. And uh, next year, I think if you ask me what to do with Zion, uh, I'll just leave him. Leave him in the wires. I don't let care. The others, like, let the others worry about him. I don't care if it's like 60, 65, 70. I don't care. I mean, if it's like 110, 115, go. I'll pick him. But it's impossible. Zion, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, these guys, they will not fall to the hundreds. So uh, if that is the case, then somebody will gamble. And I'll let them gamble. Because <laughs> Zion, as I, uh, I wrote it, I want... He has to show me now that he can stay healthy for a season. Yeah, which it. Joel Embiid was able to do. Anthony yeah. Davis, in a way, early in the season, early in his career, he was able to do in some seasons. At least we saw that. With Zion, we haven't seen any at, it, at all. Any season where he's really been somewhat healthy. So, I, think, I think Embiid is the perfect example here of being able to prove he yeah. can stay healthy for what? How many? At least sixty-five games, maybe. Yeah. In that yeah. sixty to seventy game range, right? Probably some yeah. a lot of players won't go seventy at this point in the load management and all, but at least get sixty or at least even close to that. Yeah. Right? Close to that yeah. sixty. And, and then I think it was last year, right? But was it last year that Embiid proved that that he was able yeah. to play for, those for, games for a few seasons already, I think he has been able to show us that, you know, he's he's done with his foot injuries. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it's not going to happen again, but at least we know that, you know, he's he's able to play through it ready. Uh, his body's uh, ready and uh, ready for the NBA, for the NBA regulars. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about some of the, the aftermath of the trade. So we've seen, we've had a few days to see the rotations already of certain teams. Of course, there are certain teams whose players or uh, the acquisitions have not played, uh, particularly Phoenix. Maybe we could start there, right? Uh, KD is not there yet, but there are some players who might be benefiting at this point. Yeah, I I mentioned Tory Craig, and then the first game he sucked, and the second game he played well. So it's a mixed bag. And the first game it was Ishwin, right? The second game he didn't play that well. Damian Lee hasn't really played very well in either games, and then Josh Okogi has been decent. Yeah. So those are the, those are the guys. But remember, T.J. Warren hasn't even played. Uh, played. So I think T.J. Warren, when he comes in, we don't know where they'll put him, but I think they'll probably put him at a small forward position. Could be a starter, could be the uh, backup to Okogi. So it's going to be a little crowded already. It's going to be a little crowded. They're not, you know, big names. Nobody there will stand out, but it might be a committee, an alternating committee at this point on who will play well in, a, in a, any given day, any given game. Yeah, in, and... In, it might also depend on Devin Booker, who's not Devin playing Booker. backs. Might yeah. be managed a bit, uh, but not. It's not really must roster. There's really no must roster among all those names that you mentioned. Maybe Craig is the closest one. Yeah, in fourteen team leagues, I think Craig is just right there. Maybe I have some Craigs, but it's because my teams are really ravished with injuries. 
So we, if I have two ILs and everything, I need to, you know, score the FA waiver wire for the players that can help. And Craig, Craig fits the bill. For me, he is not scoring dependent, but he's not consistent either. But at least he can give you some threes, some rebounds. Yeah. You know, the steals and blocks aren't consistent, but there are games where he gives you two steals, three steals. There are games like that. There are games like that. So Kogi though is quite interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's played consistently good ever since the trade deadline, right? Uh, the two games, the two games after the trade deadline. The first was good. The first was really good. The second was not that bad, also. Yeah. But with Okogi, with the history of Okogi, uh, there were there was a time I we we said he was a he was a good pickup because he was you played really well. But yeah. you'll be shocked. There will be games where you'll be like, "Is this the same person?" Oh, oh, why, why? No, if you're if you're if you're following the NBA for quite a while, Joshua Kogi is not a new player. He's not a rookie yeah. or a sophomore player. He's been there for quite some time. So, and throughout those years that he's been there, he wasn't really a fantasy relevant player, even as a starter in Minnesota before. Yeah, the difference is his outside shot is better. The stroke has improved, so that is the key. Like. Like the other game, he was three out of something. If he if he makes three to four three pointers, his line would be good. Yeah. Because everything else, you know, he will get something here, something there, you know, a little bit of everything. So it's the trees there that 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 would really matter to him more than than Tori Craig, because yeah. Tori Craig can rebound the ball. Yeah. You know, Tori Craig can rebound the ball. So yeah, at least you get a picture of what the Phoenix is like. But again, like I said, no player there who is a must yeah. roster. Player. And just to add, TJ Warren, I think, can hurt Okogi more than Craig, in my opinion. There's just sure. nobody there in I think Ishwain Wright is the guy that Craig would have to battle with, but he gets 30 plus minutes a game, Craig. So I think he's safe. But Warren, yeah. when he comes in. I don't not sure if Okogi can still get th- that much minutes, maybe just in the twenties, not in the thirties anymore. So that will that will be huge for low, you know, poor per minute players like these guys. Now now Brooklyn is a bit more interesting because their depth yeah. is you know different. They have a lots lots of depth there, but uh, I think it's safe to say this is Mikal Bridges and Nick Laxton's team in terms of fantasy. Upside and then Weedy yeah. and then Weedy, those three players, those are the three players who are I would say at a, a level above everyone else, right? Uh, must roster players who probably whose value would be more consistent. You, we, if you if they listen to our courtside DFS today, today's episode, these three players are the uh, have thirty dollar of uh, values salaries for 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 tomorrow's date. So. Even Yahoo and the other sites, they acknowledge that this is the big three for for Brooklyn in real life and in fantasy. Now the two others that you would add there is Cam Johnson, who's the fourth guy in my opinion, and then the fifth guy would be uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. These five got thirty plus minutes the last game. No, uh, this these guys got. 35, 33, 34, 35 minutes the last game. Now, anybody else that is not named uh, these five guys, anybody else who are not these five guys are probably droppable at this point. That includes Ben Simmons, that includes Cam Thomas, and that includes Royce O'Neal. Unless an injury happens, it's going to be tough for them to... to Even to in 14? 
Cam Thomas in 14. In 14, I've seen him drop. I would probably hold on to Cam of, Thomas, of those three. Right? Cam Thomas of those three, probably Cam Thomas, just to see if maybe his minutes can stick to the 25, 27, 28. Cam Thomas would become sort of like an Eric Gordon, I think, uh, stats-wise, uh, stats-wise, something like that. There will be games where it will be like 20 points. Then there will be games like 8 points, 7 points. Because it's a bench role. No, it's a bench role. It's different when he was starting. And we, I did say that Mikal will probably start the shooting guard, and I think that's what they're gonna do. Uh, that's what that's what they're gonna do. So not not saying it's gonna stick. Cam Thomas, remember, he's 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 really a good scorer. So yeah, if if you know the starting five lacks scoring somehow because it's like only Mikal Bridges really has a score, then we really a little bit. If they lack scoring, they might make a change. They might bench Dorian Finney Smith and then put Cam Thomas in as a shooting guard. So it's a wait and see. But uh, to your point, you can drop him, or you can, if you're strong enough, you can just monitor the situation going yeah. forward. And, and the other player who's you know rostered in a lot of leagues probably is Royce O'Neal. Yeah, uh, like we said, when the trade happened, you know, the two players that are that the whose role is up for grabs were Dorian Finney-Smith and Royce O'Neal because those two guys are play similar roles. Utility guys who do a little bit of everything, um, and with Dorian Finney-Smith starting the last game, it's kind of hard to really, uh, you know, you know, play or use Royce O'Neal at this point or keep Royce O'Neal. Even Dorian Actually, Finney-Smith, I think the consistency yes. might not be as good. Yes. Yes. Right. So I, I was just going to say. Of them. We can't talk about Royce O'Neal because even if with with just Dorian Finney Smith, we're not even sure if he should be held or rostered in fourteen yeah. in twelve. I dropped him in fourteen team leagues. The consistency won't be there. He unlike in Dallas, there was a time where Wood was out. They didn't have any other any any other players. So in the pecking order, he was like third or fourth maybe in in Dallas. Here, like um. Even if they don't have a Luca here, they have they have players they have who are similar to him, you no, know, similar to him. Yeah, and and the the thing with Dorian Finney-Smith this year is that the rebounding has lessened. Mm. The stocks have not been there as much, right? So that's why it's also so hard to to keep him in your roster. Um, the, the good news is he's still getting thirty five minutes a game. So far, in two games with Brooklyn, that's that's I'm encouraged by that because some somebody anybody who plays 35, 38 minutes, they're bound to have good games here yeah. and there. I mean, these are NBA players; they're not really, you know, they're not uh, duds or whatever. So, so that's that's the encouraging part with DFS. Uh, the Lakers. Mm. Um, did everyone well, play already for the Lakers? I think yeah, Bamba's the only no, no Bamba's the only guy. Bamba's out. Play. Bamba's out, and LeBron is still resting yeah. after, you know. Um. So what's your take on that? Uh, Vanderbilt came off the bench, played well. Uh, he played okay. He played well. Uh, but do you think that sticks or who did that they sticks. start though? Rui. They started Rui. They started uh, Anthony Davis, Troy Brown. Right. Troy Brown, D'Angelo, and and Schroeder, and I told you they will not start Vanderbilt because of the spacing problems. And Vanderbilt is really more of a big; he's more of a center in a power forward's body. 
if you watch him play he's really he's really a guy who plays down low that's his that's his part and when you have ad there it's going to be hard to play ad and vanderbilt together although although they would do that because they lack some depth there they would have to do that for certain minutes but not for a lot and he got 17 minutes last game that's in his first game 17 minutes he did well but if he gets 17 minutes every game like bolbol bolbol has good games Yeah, Bolbol has bad games, and yeah. I think it's because he just doesn't. You don't just don't have enough time, just don't have enough possessions to yeah. to rack up the usage. And he's not a high usage guy. At least Bolbol is a high usage guy. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt is not really a high usage. And the good news is, he's a hustle guy. He can get those rebounds. Yeah, you know, the, it's stuff. it's really more about rebounding and the stocks, which is like you always say, the stocks can be. There's a lock factor in the stocks as well. Yeah. Uh, how, however good you are, um, there's some little bit, especially in the steals, right? Uh, but do you think 17 minutes would stick, or do you think? Well, they that... didn't even have. Well, there's two things. That was his first game, so we'll give him some slack because maybe he he's not yet that uh that uh, used to the place, you know, yeah. everything else. But Adjustment period. On the other hand, they didn't have LeBron. They didn't have Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba, people might say, ah. Oh, Will he play? I think he will play. I think, I think he will get minutes. Uh, for 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 the Lakers, the Lakers. Remember, well, Bamba is not Miles Turner, but if you fell asleep and then we woke up, maybe when you see somebody big guy shooting three pointers and blocking, it can you you, you can you can say, oh, is that Miles Turner? Oh no, it's Mo Bamba. It's like similar to Miles Turner in the gameplay, but not as good. But yeah. the Lakers want something, someone like that. They want someone like that, a big guy who can shoot from a the stretch. outside. A stretch, yeah, a stretch five, stretch five gonna, or stretch four. He's gonna play. So I don't know how uh, how Vanderbilt falls, but if you, if I'm gonna guess, sixteen, seventeen minutes looks looks like the number that we have to expect. So definitely not a must roster player. I would have dropped him already if he didn't play well. The last game, I just okay. You played well, okay. Let's let's give it another game, because uh, he he did look good. In fairness mm-hmm. to him, he did look good. So maybe you know he convinces them to play him at least twenty. I think Vanderbilt at the twenty twenty two minutes in the deeper setting, sixteen, surely uh, worth ho- holding. Fourteen, uh, just in the cut cut line. 20, I need 20 minutes, 22 minutes, something like that. Just in the cut line. But it's okay to drop him for me. It's okay yeah. to drop him. And the other acquisition was Beasley, I think. The safe to yeah. drop. Beasley and D'Angelo. Yeah, well, D'Angelo's probably, you know, he's going to be starting. I mean, I don't think yeah. you would have any issues with D'Angelo. I do, we also said that the value might be just similar to how he was in Minnesota. Um, and... Um, maybe some fluctuations here in terms of the performances, but you know, pretty similar uh, on how he does in, and he will definitely start. Malik didn't shoot well uh, the last game, and he will have. I think it's similar to Utah. Malik Beasley also yeah. similar he'll have, to Utah. He'll have some good yeah. games, yeah, and he'll have some you know not so good specialists. But plus they're they're gonna use him, and that's probably the most encouraging thing. They're gonna yeah. use him. They're gonna need him as well. Especially when LeBron's back, so we'll, you know, nothing's final here with the Lakers. We still need to see LeBron back to see how everyone. Well, maybe fits in. I'll ask you about LeBron 
because people have asked me what's up with LeBron. Um, LeBron's injured, right? I don't know what well, the, the report came out that it's a season-long injury that is really bothered by the foot. But yeah, yeah, I think he that. had that early in the season. Yeah, we already told you that. And I, I told people who are asking me, you're not watching us. <laughs> because we told you that, that after he gets the, the record, uh, they might have, load manage. But they asked, is it load management or will he not come back ever? I said, that's not, that's not possible. He will come back. But um, there would be a lot of games missed. There will be a lot of games missed. Just put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Lot of games. They, like we said, they, he probably just wanted to get that scoring record out of the picture now. They'll probably see how this new team goes, where this yeah. new team goes. If they're going to be winning... Uh, then that's more incentive for them to rest LeBron, right? They might, you know, they might play him earlier if they start uh losing a few more games because they're not like out of it. They're not out out of it. I think they still want to at least try to make the play in. I I I have a different take on that. I think if they start losing, I'm not saying they're gonna tank. Of course, they don't have the draft pick, but. Maybe the incentive to risk LeBron for a greater injury might not be there. So what's the point? I mean, I, I, I just feel like there is a point in the season where, okay, we're just too far. Or we're just not getting there. I mean, we can get to the play-in, but maybe that's just how far we'll go. Or maybe even if LeBron doesn't play, we can get to the play-in. So let him rest. And then maybe in the play-in, he will be fresh. Something like that. So it can go either way. It can go either yeah. way. But for we'll, me, we'll, we'll see. More, most definitely, it's bad for LeBron's fantasy. Bad. Yeah. Um, the quickly, just the others. Uh, Jakob Pertl started already. Uh, yeah. But I'm not but sure was... if it's because Gary Trent sat out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the verdict there is still not clear. Right, because uh, that, the yeah. first game he came off the bench and played very limited minutes. It was still Achua who started and played well somehow. So I don't think I just feel like Achua. I've seen some Achuas being dropped. I just feel like you just hold him until maybe we really see Jakob inserted in that starting lineup because he can still give you a you know like what he did. I think he did sixteen points and a few rebounds, or he can do a 10-10. Uh, every Achua. game, yeah, Achua. Yeah, but uh, just be careful with Achua, you know, with the with the percentages. But if you can take that, he's been okay. he's been shooting better. He's been shooting better this year. The thing is, I I just well, feel yeah like, yeah. And until we see Jakob get inserted there into the starting lineup and they move Achua back to the bench, then uh, I think he's still worth rostering at this point. Um, but eventually, uh, you, you then... can roster Vanderbilt. I think you can roster Achua. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I think eventually, you know, they'll probably lessen his minutes. Eventually, when Jakob gets more familiar with the uh, Toronto system. Yeah, I I would think so. I would think uh, so. The Spurs also had some new acquisitions. So Zach Zach, Zach mm-hmm. Collins had a great first game. Didn't have a good second team. Uh, Devontae also. Devontae had a great Devontae. first game. 
Devontae Graham had a great first game. Didn't have a, a good second game. So this first team is a little more... Will get a little more confusing on, you know, whether should I add Devontae? Um, what will I do with Zach Collins? Right? Like I said, I mean, Zach Collins is not a good per-minute guy. The reason he got great numbers the first game is because it was double overtime. Plus, you know, no, the, it was Detroit. Double overtime. Detroit, no Keldon, no yeah, Sohan, yeah. no Trejo. So, so there were a lot of factors there. But I think one thing you can do, whether with or without Keldon and the other guys, Zach is we're trusting, and definitely we're trusting. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. As a starter, as long as he's starting, he's worth trusting. Yeah. But twenty nine points, eleven rebounds. That's not gonna happen every game. Where well, we know that. I think if you want somebody with real high upside, is Jeremy Sohan and. He was dropped because of the injury in some weeks, and I I hated that I was too late. I was actually just timing it. I, to get you know him. what I hate? I hate that I dropped him in our dynasty league. Well, that, that's that's especially in dynasty. I would not do that. I mean, I would not sacrifice the chance of holding on to him because he's been playing very well. I mean, he's been playing very no, well. No, that was so before he, he played well. <laughs> I well, but usually in dynasty leagues rookies are more you know at a premium. Yeah, but, but I, I understand that he wasn't. But he <laughs> wasn't. I wasn't well, able well, to. There, well, there is something in dynasty also. For me, if you sacrifice your future, you have to win the championship. That's that's my take. That's yeah. my take. If you if you if you sacrifice your future and finish third, second, it doesn't doesn't mean anything for me because you sacrificed some of your future. But I think you know not. Uh, dropping Sohan doesn't mean you're sacrificing your future. It's just it's not he's not that good. He's not. Yeah. But but uh, but so far this year he's been better than expected because he was very very raw offensively. To be honest, I I watched him in college and I, I and during the draft I said he's like a tybull. He's like a tybull. He's a defender and everything, but he can't score. He can't shoot. But what's he doing in the NBA? He's like scoring in the high teens, 17, 18 points. So. Uh, it's going to be his team. It's going to be his team, especially as you know, March comes along, April comes along. So if you have him, he's number one priority there. Sohan. The others, well, you can hold to Zach Collins. I've, I still have Devontae in a 14-team league. I hold on to Devontae. I think he has a role. I think yeah. he has a role with or without Trey Jones. Yeah, me too. I'm. I picked him up in a few spots, but I just worried. I'm always worried about the field goal. Because uh, that's what he is known for, killing, field goal killer. Yeah. Similar to Killian Hayes, that's who true. was 1 out of 11 the other day. Hope, thankfully, I dropped him in one league uh, already because I'm so fed up with that field goal. All right. Uh, those are the aftermath of the trade deadline. Uh, buyout is the next event in the NBA. Um, when's the buyout? March, right? Um, no, no, no. I mean, I don't know where the deadline is, but there, there have been the major ones have been bought out already, which is probably waiting for Westbrook. I but think he's the biggest are one. Are teams allowed to no, sign them already? Sorry. Yeah, they're allowed to sign them already. All right, they so are. It's starting. I think Will Barton is one name there. I've seen Terrence Ross as a candidate for Terrence. Oh, Terrence Ross. Going to Phoenix, so I, that's that's gonna add another wrinkle to the Phoenix rotation. It's gonna get really crazy there. Is this a, really... because of the buyout? Yeah, he was bought out 
Clarence Ross by the Magic and he signed with the Phoenix Suns already. So the next game they might have PJ Warren and and Terrence Ross. So that would be a uh, killer to the values of the players we just mentioned. Yeah. So, Actually, so yeah, I think Phoenix would be a popular destination for yeah. these buyout players uh, because you know Phoenix and. Yeah, Phoenix and Denver, actually, I was happy with the Reggie Jackson signing. It basically became Bones Highland for Reggie Jackson because Bones is in the LA. Yeah. Reggie Jackson went to Charlotte but was bought out and signed with Denver. Um, I think they need him. I don't know what's happening with Jamal. I'm worried about Jamal. Um, he's still out and looks like he's going to be out as Jeremy said till the All-Star break. But uh, Reggie Jackson signing might mean that they want some insurance also. <laughs> In case you know there's, it becomes worse, so I think that's a good signing for them. The others, I think the Danny Green to Cleveland, those things are not really fantasy relevant uh, as of now. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's talk about the schedule mm-hmm. quickly. Just quickly, uh, there are no teams with two games, so that's a relief. Um, there are teams though with three games, which is Memphis and Detroit. It's right. not too yeah. bad. Teams with three games, not so bad. Just because there are just a few teams with five games. Chicago, Cleveland, Golden State, OKC, Washington, Denver. Though this, these things would be crucial because it's, what, a few weeks before the playoffs. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but you have, they have players from these teams. We have to remind them that this is the All-Star week. So yeah. if they're playing Yahoo, it is eight, eight scoring days. No, it's basically double Friday Manila time or double Thursday US time. There's two Thursdays or there's two Fridays, uh, for the week. So the the teams that has that have, that have five games, that's that's to be expected. There are more teams with five games because there are more games. Yeah. Uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest, everyone else has four games. Uh. Usually split into you know two games in the first week and then two games in the last week, but we'll see who has the bad schedules here. Uh, just a breakdown of games, so we'll break it down. First half the fantasy week. Um, there are a couple of quality days. This is before the All Star, right? All Star game, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. the All Star weekend, yeah. uh, there are two quality days: the Wednesday Manila time and Friday Manila time. Wednesday Manila time has five. Games only and Friday Manila time is three games and then Tuesday, Thursday, there are 11 and 10 games respectively. After the All Star break, games are spread evenly. Uh, pretty much nine Friday, uh, nine games, Saturday, eight games, Sunday, seven games, and then Judgment Day, nine games. So lots of opportunities to stream. As well, especially in the second half of the weeks, if you you know, but again with a lot of games, I think the Sunday games would be crucial because that's the seven games is you know, a, there's there are room for streaming nine eight games harder a little harder because usually some of the you know if you have a good schedule if your teams have a good schedule you probably don't need to stream any anymore yeah. Uh, back That's to true. backs, none to the in the transition week for week 17 to 18. Tuesday to Wednesday, Golden State, Orlando, Portland, Washington, Wednesday, Thursday, Boston, 
Thursday, Friday, Chicago. And then Friday, uh, to Friday next week, there's none. Um, so yeah. next, so th- you don't really need to uh, worry about picking uh, a player who might have a back-to-back in terms of, you know, uh, that uh, end of the pre and to the post. Yeah, I, I, I wish there, w- there were some, but there were, there's no team with a schedule like that. It would have been easier transition if there were, there were some back-to-backs there. Yeah. Um, Friday to Saturday, this is post-All-Star break. Uh, Cleveland, Golden State, OKC, it's Sacramento. Saturday, Sunday, Charlotte, Miami, New York. Sunday, Monday, Denver, Toronto. And that transition week, none. Which is also important because you know week nineteen is uh, in our fantasy bench warmers leagues. This is the last week to make it to the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Now let's see who's got a good schedule. Um, um, I think Chicago, Chicago and Washington. They have three games in four days in the first half. So the first half in the first half of the this is pre All Star break. Chicago and Washington. So if you're gonna, you know, save some moves, maybe you can look into players there. Uh, the Patrick Williams, the Alex Caruso, maybe. Uh, Washington, who is there? Dillon. Uh, those, yeah. those players are available. Who else? Avdija. Well, Avdija is usually rostered already, but just in case he was dropped. I was able to pick him up. up. Yeah, but I was able to pick some Avdija up. So I think Abdiha is still available, especially in 12 team leagues. I think you'll still see some Danny Abdiha there. Yeah. Um, and then second half of the week, this is post All-Star Cleveland, Golden State, OKC, Denver, Toronto, and Sacramento. Uh, most of them have five games this week. Obviously, the, the teams with five games this week, they have one of the better schedules uh, for week 18. Either they have three games in the first half, or they have, they have three games in the second half. So, yeah. so th- th- you're sure of that? So maybe, like for me, in the first half, there there are fewer teams with three games, which is what you mentioned. I think uh, you would have to concentrate on those teams. But in the second half, you have more choices. So, it's it's I would I would put some more moves in the first half, but but. Uh, because of because there's also some quality days in the first half. Yeah. Like two quality days. You can stream more there. You can it's more more important, in my opinion. And it's it's like easier also, maybe, as you said, because you'll be you'll be, your teams will not have a full roster yeah. in those two days. Uh also you might if you can look into teams in the uh, in case you're streaming in the first half, you might look into which teams have five games, so yeah, that saves you some moves as well. Uh, and if you want to know who are the teams with games on quality days, the Clippers, Milwaukee, and Phoenix, uh, they have games on the both the quality days. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So those yeah. three teams, and you know, if you're looking for a player, Pat Connaughton is always available. Grayson Allen is always available. Uh, I'm not sure what Jay Crowder's role will be, but he hasn't played for a while, so they might ease him in. Um, Bones and Eric Gordon, I'm not sure. I haven't really seen much. Uh, but this is this is 
hard because the Clippers are hard team to stream with. That's true, but uh, if you're really looking for some quality streamers, I think Eric Gordon can can surprise in the Clippers. Not as good as Houston, but just for streaming purposes, I think it's decent already what he can do. He'll not be like totally like out of the rotation. Look and hard left, no, yeah, uh, Clippers, so he can take over that role. Reggie Jackson left, John Wall left, so there are. There are, there are minutes. No, it's not totally zero minutes for that that's available. So I think Eric Gordon might surprise some people. Streaming wise, huh? I'm not expecting twenty plus points, but streaming wise, as long as Westbrook isn't there yet, I'm predicting he goes there. But as long as he's not there yet, I think Eric Gordon bones, you know, might 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 have some some uh, appeal there. Uh, and of course the Phoenix boys that we talked about, Tori Craig, Joshua yeah. can target those. Utah has the best matchups. Indiana, Memphis, OKC, and San Antonio. A bad schedule. Uh, Toronto and Sacramento. Um, well, we, we mentioned have, them yeah. as the teams with three games in four days in the second half of the season. But they only have four games this week. That means in the first half, uh, not season, second half of week 18, the first half of week 18, they only have one game. Yeah, That's just what it means. So, it's bad at the first half. Like you mentioned Achua. Uh, you mentioned, you know, some borderline players there, maybe Malik Monk. Maybe, I mean, in some ways, Kevin Werther. Yeah. Those might, there might be managers who would pull the plug and drop them in the first half, which is also easy to do because they'll be out of the waiver wire during the All-Star game. Yeah. Right? Because the calendar days go on. They, you can pick them up in the All-Star game. Usually, a lot of managers fall asleep in the yeah, All-Star game. I was just about to say that. <laughs> right. You tend to so, forget about fantasy yeah. the, during that All-Star break and not yes. think about But there might be some players who would be dropped there. Um, and uh, this, cup, this, this Toronto and Sacramento, they only have one game in the first half of the week. But they play three out of four games, for three games out of four days in the second half. So that means they're more valuable in the second half. So players like Boucher, Achua, like you said, right? Yeah. So I think those two players are the biggest names there. Uh, Sacramento doesn't have much streamers available. Uh, worth Mo- adding Malik Mo, maybe, but uh, not as good as Achua and Boucher. Yeah. Uh, those players could uh, have some value. Um. And Detroit and Memphis also similar. Well, uh, I think they have yeah. two games only. So I think that... they have three games, but uh, I think they have. Uh, I'm not sure if the first half or the second half they only have one game. Yeah. Uh, for Detroit and Memphis. Yeah. All right. So the players, in case you're looking for players to target, Taylor Horton Tucker. A few times seen some Taylor Tucker. The usual name. Devontae Graham, we'll just run through them. Uh, Alex Caruso, Abdiha, as Commissioner said, Dante, uh, DiVincenzo, Zach Collins, in case he wasn't added yet, and Kenrich Williams. Those are just some options, and of course, the ones that we mentioned earlier uh, in terms of you know strategies and uh, when to add certain players, you can use them. Just, just a reminder, you don't get four moves in the first half and four moves, or how many moves you have. You don't have the same number of moves. You know, it's just the same number of moves for two weeks. 
you basically so if you have that. if your league is having four moves a week, uh, you have four moves for two calendar weeks. Yes. So, so be careful. Don't don't <laughs> think don't go thinking that you'll have four moves this week and then four moves next week after the All Star break. No, if you yes. have four moves and use two pre All Star break, post All Star break, you only have two uh, moves left. Right, so that's uh, important thing to know. All right, that's it for today's schedule analysis and daily quickie. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Good luck, and uh, you know, hope you enjoy the week and hope you enjoy the All Star week this week. And yeah, we'll see you guys again tomorrow. Follow us, subscribe, follow us on our socials. Bye, guys. <laughs>